All right, I'm tired today. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. But more importantly, happy birthday to my little dog, Charlie. Oh, four years old. <laughs> okay, um, I went seven and six on the postseason, which is really not that great. I'm going to have to start keeping track year to year like I do with my regular season record. <sighs> but anyway, the Chiefs won, which solidifies their dynasty, while Usher grinding up on Alicia Keys was solidifying something else. Someone was shooting up the Chiefs parade while Alicia Keys was making something else shoot up. Sports statues are being cut down and erected while Alicia Keys erected something else. And the Nike deal with MLB is aging poorly, unlike Alicia Keys. Let's get into that one first. This is Hoagies and Pierogies, everyone. Live from Delaware, it's Hoagies and Pierogies! With your hosts, Ian DiCarlo. We're getting a little double down. Chocolate rain. And R.J. Hammond. I just want some more hot D in my life. Let's just say he was a good lover. Okay. Getting into this uh, MLB controversy, I swear to God they just like to piss people off. It's how they've managed to make it to 2024 as a league. Well, what did they do this time? I am never ever going to buy another fanatics jersey ever again as long as they are in charge of production nike reached an agreement with the mlb for an official licensing deal back in 2020 um and they've been in charge they've appointed fanatics and fanatics have has been in charge since uh well it almost seems like nike told fanatics yeah we'll help you get it rolling for the first three years then your funding and, and design input is going to be cut from our side of the things completely you're on your own these are horseshit jerseys that players showed up to spring training and got what is up with this you can't stitch the letters on the spring training jerseys for the actual players for the actual players it looked like they were just heat stamped on like a fucking boy scout badge are you kidding me mlb really are you serious they might be stitched on the spring training jerseys but the replicas sure aren't. They, dude, I, they look like jerseys. The replica jerseys that are 165, 170 bucks look exactly like jerseys. And I know some people spell it like jersey, but with a Hershey with an S at the beginning of it. But they are more shirt than jersey. So you got to fit as much of the word shirt in there as you can. If the regular season jerseys for the players are as garbage as the spring training ones, they like really condensed everything down and they moved the MLB patch from like inside the neckline to down below it, like right above the name. It looks so bad. It's just like, why? It was not broken. Don't fucking fix it. I will never, ever, ever buy another product again. I have seven Pirates jerseys. So, I mean, kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, it, I'm not going to buy ones that are DHK quality. For official MLB prices. That's just absolutely insane. The jerseys already are overpriced, so I'm just not going to do it. Go fuck yourselves, fanatics. Absolutely go fuck yourselves. This is why I like to go to the auction route for game-worn jerseys. Because then you know that it won't be some cheap knockoff. But when the players are getting garbage like this, that's not even a viable option anymore. That's insane. Game-worn is shittier than the ones 
just the, all of these, they're, these are super shitty. I have two that are majestic ones, and they are really nice and still in really good condition. Um, I already said that the City Connect jersey felt a little cheap last year for being an official replica. And I guess they're just, it's going to keep trending downwards. Apparently, even the fucking pants aren't even as customizable. And I mean, like, they should be able to tailor fit the uniforms for their whole roster on every single team within a day or two. 780 players total in the MLB. You're telling me they don't have a, like a personal tailor for each team? I think that I'm more mad about this than I was about Billy Wagner got, not getting into the Hall of Fame. How do you, as a league, how can you expect people to take you seriously when the product that you're putting on the field is total garbage. It's worse than minor league uh, apparel. I, I don't get it. I really don't fucking get it. Fanatics, get your shit in order. Well, with that being said, nine teams are getting their City Connect jerseys this year. The Guardians, Tigers, Dodgers, Twins, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, Rays, and Blue Jays. Uh, these are the remaining teams, I believe, that haven't had one previously, except for the Dodgers. I don't know why, but I think it would be funny to see it go from Spanish to Japanese on the jersey. Like, they've had such a Hispanic-leading fan base that it would be hilarious if they went from, we support all our Hispanic fans, to, lo siento, konnichiwa, bitches, like, after signing Otani and Yamamoto. LA should then be canceled for Hispanic hate. I kind of like the sound of that. Hispanic hate and kind of sounds like a metal mariachi band. All right, let's let's move on from that that debacle, the Jersey debacle. I am really really hesitant to build up any hype around MLB 24 because 23 was absolute dog shit with the seasons. Um, but Negro League season two is back, and the Homestead Grays legends, Josh Gibson and Buck Farmer, are coming to the game. I am hyped about this. They should have been in last year. They're a huge part of the Negro League history. I, th I think, yeah, people have been saying or people have said in the past that Josh Gibson hit over 800 home runs and that he would still be the home run king today. That uh, It's huge. You can't leave that out of the first season. That's integral to the storyline of, uh, of the NLB. I don't understand how they left him out that year he was basically their babe ruth i I've, it's just crazy but yeah i i'm gonna keep my expectations for the show down this year dude i i did, I did the same thing actually after 18's debacle and 19 was still probably one of the best ones i think it's right behind probably 21 in terms of gameplay and content it was so great i honestly i just want to road to the show your created character mode where you can throw 100 miles an hour with a 60 mile an hour knuckle uh, knuckleball. Just let me do it. It's a fucking video game. Remove it from the online portion and just have us do it offline. That never made sense to me integrating your road to the show player with online Diamond Dynasty. If, whatever. Fuck that. We're off of it. Uh, but yeah, speaking of the Negro Leagues, they found and arrested the stupid fuck who cut down the statue of Jackie Robinson at the cleats, and they found it dismantled and burned. That That's hate. 
on a next level. The article said that it wasn't a hate-motivated crime, but uh, fuck, I have my doubts. But then I saw in the article, too, that it was made of 95% copper and valued at $75,000. So I can kind of get it a little bit, but do we need to start making statues junkie-proof? I mean, that Kobe one is going to be fucked if they don't make if they don't put a, like a fence around it or something. But yes, the first of three Kobe statues was unveiled. Uh, dude, everyone in the comments hating on it didn't understand why that was the pose that they picked for the first one. And it's one that Vanessa said that Kobe picked himself. So we'll see. I, I think she said tough shit or whatever to the people who hated it. It was after his 81-point game, and it was the first time that his grandma got to see him play. So that's hugely, I don't blame him at all, hugely important moment in his life. I mean, I'm sure the next one, one of the two, will be of him hitting a step back three or some shit and like maybe someone something that looks more incredible like the Barry, uh, Barry Sanders statue outside the Lions Stadium. That would be awesome. Congrats to Kobe. He definitely deserves the statue, obviously. All right, let's get into some football. Uh, Chip Kelly is going to OSU to the B. Chip Kelly is going to OSU to be the OC after BOB left BC. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Chip Kelly is coming to OSU to be the OC after BOB left for BC to be their HC. (laughs) That was a fucking mouthful. And then Ryan Grubbs left to be the Seahawks offensive coordinator after exam, ex, accepting the Bama job of the same position. I get wanting more money, but what's up with all these people just leaving after a month? I don't even know if I, – I think Grubbs was there for a month. B.O.B. was at Ohio State for like two seconds. I don't understand like the making the commitments public – until they sign their contract with with you, I I really don't get that. I mean, we we've had all those offensive coordinator uh, coordinator and defensive coordinator and head coach craziness in the NFL this season, and they did not announce that they were hired until they signed. So I, I just don't get it. It's like the coaches have their own transfer uh, portal now. So yeah, let's get into the NFL. Um, of course, we're going to go over the big game. But we're at the point where I know almost all of the Hall of Fame inductees. And I don't know whether to be happy that I've witnessed all this greatness or sad that I'm old enough to have seen most of them play their full careers like Andre Johnson. I'm oh super happy he got in. 100% deserved it. He was a beast. Absolute monster. People were complaining that he got in, and I was like, you definitely didn't watch him then. You're probably 10 years old. So then this this one was kind of funny. I, I didn't really have a joke for it, but the comeback player of the year is Flacco. <laughs> I mean, even the comeback player of the year award is an offensive award. I should have taken that bet Was it when it was at 25, plus 25,000. One guy that I follow on Twitter did take it. He put $100 on it, and he won $25,000. Holy shit. That'll get you one one-hundredth of a suite at the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then last little piece of information here before we get into the game. Holy shit. Dante Hightower is our linebackers coach. 
from one great linebacker in Mayo to another coaching one of our best positional groups. I fucking love it. Keep bringing in the old players. I I absolutely love it. Do They're going to do everything the opposite way from what Bill did that they hated. Uh, they're obviously, you know, going to keep some of his teachings. They, they were under him as players and succeeded under him as players. So you have to take some of that into account. But they will, I think, thrive altogether in, in this environment. I really think they're creating a player-centric kind of thing there in New England, and I'm loving it. Bringing in more assistant coaches. Uh, they're just up and up in the game everywhere in the uh, in the front office department. All right, number fifty-eight, Chiefs 49ers. Now, I saw that the NFL gave Kristen Usick access to at Nike sweatshops as well as their official branding because she's churning these things out, baby. I didn't know. I, I, it has since been brought to my attention that Mama Kelsey's jacket was not one that she made. But either way, it's hilarious now that they're showing everyone's jackets after she started making these jackets. And I just assumed that they were all made by her. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I tried to... Uh, do a little bit of live reactions to the games. I ended up doing a recap after each quarter, but I forgot to do it after the third quarter. And the longer the game went on, the higher I got. So it's just me looking up at the TV, just like eyes super squinting. (laughs) So yeah, it was, I'll I'll still put them in here. And I'm still going to go over it while I'm sober. (laughs) Okay, so after one quarter, the 49ers defense is dominating, but the offense is absolutely shooting themselves in the foot. Doesn't make any sense to me. They can't get anything going. Chiefs defense isn't doing too bad either, but that run defense is not going to hold up. But man, that 49ers defense is going to get tired of holding up their end of the deal. Eventually, much like Washington's defense got tired of holding that up their end of the deal. So we'll see what happens here. Um, 49ers still look good. They're driving. They just got a uh, McCaffrey just went down at the end of the first half. Not not down injury wise, but just he got tackled for a loss of yards. So we'll see what happens here. We'll see if they can get into the field goal range. 0-0 after one quarter. Shit. First quarter. Nothing happened besides a McCaffrey fumble on the Chiefs or on the uh, 49ers opening drive. That sucked ass. Um, I was like, no, McCaffrey, they're already fucking up. And they had so many penalties called on them. It was just sloppy, fucking sloppy football the whole time. Um, But yeah, we had the fumble and then we had punt, punt, punt. And then with 26 seconds left in the first quarter, we had our first points of the game, a 49ers field goal. Oh, oh boy. That was not great. Nothing really happened. I was just anticipating something going to happen the whole time. I was just waiting, and nothing really did. All right, so after the second quarter, 
they were actually talking shit on Jake Moody before the game, and he made the 55-yard field goal that I was talking about right before they ended the first quarter. <laughs> that was great. That was fucking awesome. And then both teams have a fumble early on. Um, both teams are kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Um, I know I said that in, in the first quarter, but uh, yeah, it's a it's kind of a sloppy game. Uh, definitely a defensive game for sure. Um, Kelsey was mad. Kelsey was extremely mad after the fumble, and he like knocked into Andy Reid. I don't know what the fuck he is thinking about. I know that it's the Super Bowl. I know tendons are running high, but you you just can't do that. You can't run into your coach like that. Um, Greenlaw tripped just walking out of the field, going out for the next drive in the it, sometime in the second quarter. He just tripped, and I, I don't know if he's going to be back in the game. That's a huge loss for the 49ers. Um, but, hey, Jawan Jennings to Christian McCaffrey. I had McCaffrey for a touchdown. I actually have him for two touchdowns, but I definitely did not have Jawan Jennings for a touchdown pass. What the fuck? That holds well for me for Brock uh, Purdy under one and a half touchdowns, but Mahomes needs to pick it up. Chiefs offense is not looking that great. They cannot come away with the touchdown before halftime which they were set up perfectly for after the deep ball. We'll see what happens here. The Chiefs come away with a field goal before halftime. It's 10-3. to 3. Let's get ready for Usher. It's okay, girl, because I'm going to be all right tonight. Uh, the Chiefs open up the second quarter with a fumble of their own, then a punt by the 49ers, then a punt by the Chiefs. And this is when things got going a little bit. We got some trickery. Trickery. We got some offense. Jawan Jennings throws the touchdown across the field to who else? Christian McCaffrey. Let's fucking go. I was so hyped about that. It was one of the. It was just a great, great play design, and the Chiefs were lacking on it. And I really thought that the Chiefs would come away with a touchdown at the end of the first half, but all they could manage was that field goal. So halftime rolls around. It's 10 to 3. I was getting ready for Usher. I I realized that I knew a lot more Usher than I uh than I thought I did. I think I always say that during the Super Bowl. Like I don't know. I think I only know like two or three songs by them and I ended up knowing like eight of them. It was a really really good halftime show. Everyone coming out on roller skates, fucking ludicrous looking like he's from fucking Globo Gym. <laughs> it was awesome. It was it was really good. And like I said, Alicia Keys looking fine. <laughs> oh my god. Toy. Alright, so we got more of the same slop coming out of the half. Chiefs threw an interception right off the bat. Third play of the drive. Then what do the 49ers do? Go three and out, negative one yards. Then another three and out by the Chiefs. And then another three and out by the 49ers. And then a little bit of points. We got a Chiefs field goal to make the game 10-6. And this one was Butker's field goal to break Moody's previous record. <laughs> and he got a 57-yarder of his own. That was a good by him, but it was still just like... Awful fucking football, and nothing really happened. After that field goal, it was 
a three and out by the 49ers. And then after that, it was another three and out by the Chiefs. But then that's when momentum shifted. The fucking ball hit the back of the ankle of someone being blocked in the direction of the punt returner. All of a sudden, people are on, t- on TV are like, why the fuck did you go for that ball? Why did you touch it? Because it hit the back of the guy's ankle that was being blocked into his direction. Oh, I didn't see it at first. And they actually didn't even see it on, I listened to uh, New Heights today. And they didn't, uh, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey missed it. I don't know how they missed it. They didn't get the uh, the replay, I guess. But yeah, it hit right off the back of his ankle. So immediately that put the Chiefs at what, the 11-yard line, 16-yard line? Yeah, 16-yard line. And the Chiefs went up 13-10 to 10 at that point. Huge, huge shift of moment- momentum. I don't care what people say. Momentum is real. It is a real stat. I'm Not stat, but it is a real thing that affects the game in a tangible way. So that was with four seconds left in the third quarter. At this point, I'm like, all right, whatever. Just fucking get it over with. This is a terribly, terribly boring game. I'm going to die on this hill. But then the 49ers went down and went ahead. But Jake Moody, they were right to talk shit on him. He missed the extra point. Oh, it was blocked. Blocked point after. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. So it's 16-13, Chiefs. And then the Chiefs go down and get a field goal. The 49ers go down and get a field goal to make it 19-16, retake the lead. Mahomes goes down, of course, in a minute 50 seconds, drives his team down the field. They actually got inside the 10-yard line. I think they were on the 6 or something or with ten or 6 seconds left. So they had to elect to go for the field goal there to tie it up. One of the more boring Super Bowls, aside from that fourth quarter, which was – it was all right. The fourth quarter was all right. The fucking game goes into overtime. And I was like, oh, my God, you've got to be kidding me. Fred Warner saying, uh, tails again. It was actually kind of hard when he did it. But then <laughs> what do they do? Nothing but a field goal. They can only muster a field goal. And, I mean, what does Pat Mahomes do? All right, fourth and one overtime. Oh, Mahomes got the first down. Oh, shit. Goes down, walks it off. Touchdown to me, Cole Hardman. Mahomes. Wins back to back touchdowns or back to back Super Bowls, not back to back touchdowns. Mahomes wins back to back Super Bowls. Nico Hardman, who comes over from the Jets midseason, wins the Super Bowl for them. I know I was saying that David Montgomery was the free agent signing of the season just because Nico Hardman caught that touchdown pass. To win the Super Bowl, he might have been the trade 
the best trade of the season. What a <laughs> how awesome does that feel for him being in the situation with the Jets in that mess and then coming over back to the Chiefs and winning back-to-back Super Bowls after you thought you were going to be on a hapless Jets team all season. <laughs> so, yeah. Chiefs won. Almost had double overtime. There were 3 seconds left after that touchdown. Uh but Brady joins my or Mahomes joins Brady as the only QBs to win back-to-back Super Bowls in the 21st century. Insane. Now, does this win put Mahomes on par with Brady? Well, I just saw a picture that states otherwise, and it shocked the hell out of me. All this means is that he has a long way to go, and obviously things are never guaranteed in the NFL, but if anyone can transition from a running style to a, a being exclusively in the pocket, keeping your legs fresh, keeping the power in your legs, uh, it would be Mahomes. So, yeah, we'll see. Obviously, we'll see. How do NFL players not know the overtime rules? I don't I don't get that. If yeah, if you scored a touchdown, they would have had a, the Chiefs would have had a chance to respond. And I it, that's what it's been all all playoffs, right? I thought that's what it was. They said new rules, and I was like, isn't it just this? I thought that's what it was in the regular season. Is it touchdown walk-off for the rest of the season? And it's just touchdown and get a chance to respond only in the Super Bowl? I, I don't know. But that's that's embarrassing. Um, I guess Shanahan, Shanahan said he knew, it, or at least it seemed like he knew, but just didn't tell his guys. Uh he said he wanted to receive the ball first because if both teams were to score, the 49ers would have had the ball to close it out. But Mahomes, on Monday, in an interview in which he looks very high, <laughs> very tired or both, says that they would have gone for two if the 49ers scored a TD first and they responded with with a touchdown. They just wouldn't have given the 49ers another chance at all. No, we, we were going for two. I don't know if Coach Reed won't be telling everybody, but we would have went for two for sure. So, I mean, you know, that's obviously a hypothetical. Who knows if Andy Reid, who has the final decision, would have chose to do that. Just go balls to the wall and say, hey, we're going to fucking win the game now. Pull a Dan Campbell. And if they don't make it, he will be ridiculed for the rest of his coaching career. But, yeah, I I don't know how you can't know the rules to your own game. It doesn't make any sense to me. Three days removed from this. uh I really don't get all the praise for this game. It was dog shit boring for all of nearly the whole three quarters. And even when it picked up in the fourth quarter, it was still like bad football. No one could get in the end zone. Only the 49ers did to start the quarter. We were a missed point attempt away from the final score being 20 to 16 and it being a shit game all around. Uh, that was not a good game, and I will die on this fucking hill. It was not a good game just because it went to overtime. Hell, <laughs> overtime was two of the longest, most boring drives I have ever seen in any football game. The 49ers drive took 7 minutes and 38 seconds just for them to end up with a field goal, 
And then the Chiefs drive lasted 7 minutes and 19 seconds. Three seconds left in overtime. Two possessions in OT, and it lasted nearly the whole 15 minutes. That's not good football. That is sloppy, try to run it down their throats because they're all tired type of football. No one wants to, everyone wants to go home at that point. No one, no one would have remembered this game, but now it will only be remembered because it gave the Chiefs their third Super Bowl and made them a dynasty and gave Mahomes back-to-back Super Bowls. I, I welcome it. Like I said before, I welcome a dynasty. I'm not hating on the Chiefs. I just truly think that was not a good Super Bowl overall. Uh, on a scale of one being the Rams-Pat Super Bowl, which was the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen, to a 10 being the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, <laughs> I'd give it like a three. I mean, it was actually like penalty-wise sloppier than the Rams-Patriots game was. It, the game could have probably ended 10-6 to 6 if that punt just gets caught. I mean, they would have bled as much clock as they could have, maybe 13 to 6. But that was, oh, that was rough. It just kind of felt, like I said earlier, that I was waiting for something to happen, something big to happen, and nothing really did outside of the Jennings touchdown and the Watson uh, deep pass. Outside of that, not very explosive. To top it off, I really don't think the commercials were that great. Of course, you know, I was eventually got super high and <laughs> got a little bit more drunk as the night went on. So, but it was, for the most part, just overproduced garbage. Yeah. So, those are my two two thoughts on the game, my two cents. Not that great of a Super Bowl. Just because it went into overtime doesn't mean it was good. And the overbetters are punching themselves. <laughs> they wish you would have been you would have had to kick the extra point in overtime. Over under was 47 and a half ended with 47 points. That sucks. All right, so after the game and all that shit, we found out that Tommy Pham was at the Super Bowl in the first half and then by the third quarter he was watching it from his couch. <laughs> that is great. I I probably wouldn't do the same thing, but I would definitely think about it. I would definitely think about it. But why did Joe Biden tweet that horrific image of him with laser eyes saying, we did it, Chiefs? What's going on? What's happening? I don't get it. That's creepy. But not all of the uh, post-game celebrations were that weird, though. Although this is still pretty weird, but in a funny way. Travis and Taylor kissing and then it pans over to Marshmallow and Jason Kelsey on stage in the <laughs> luchador mask. It, it was just, it looked like a great time to be at post-Super Bowl in Vegas. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that would be awesome. This was the most watched program ever in television history, I guess in just the U.S., the uh, my physical trainer actually said that soccer is eclipsed that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I always forget about soccer." This is maybe like misleading with people sharing accounts or watching from different apps in the same house on multiple screens. And I guess the Nielsen ratings have changed, but who the fuck cares about that? Uh, they're really just doing a better job of getting an accurate count. 
So, but I do truly believe more than 123.4 million people watched it. Now, saying it was on 123.4 million screens might be a little bit more accurate. Enough with the Travic, uh, Travis Ick comments. What the? Let the man live. Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Come on. That's not the ick. That's just the man that won the fucking Super Bowl. Biggest games of his fucking life in Las Vegas. Just let him fucking live. So, unfortunately, uh, last bit of news here. The Chiefs Parade. Boy, there was a shooting at the Chiefs Parade. Um, none of the players were injured. None of the players' family members or anything were injured. Uh, one person was killed, though, and 15 others were hurt. So, that's just that's just sad. What's supposed to be a day of celebration and joy and everyone coming together in the city and celebrating something that only comes around once every fucking, I don't know. They got lucky. They get their back-to-back Super Bowls. First back-to-back Super Bowls in 20 years for any team. So it's definitely an accomplishment to uh, to come together and not shoot people over. So I, I guess they got them. There were uh, multiple people involved. I, I don't really know the details. It just came. It literally just came out before I started recording. So um, thoughts and prayers to them. Seriously, that sucks. Really sucks that it has to happen on a day of celebration. All right, but uh, yeah, I think that's it. Unfortunately, ending on that note. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This is going up probably on Thursday. We'll see if I uh, get the motivation to edit it tonight. <laughs> we'll see. Might be up on Friday, though. But make sure to uh, leave a like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube to be notified whenever that episode, whenever this episode does go up. Uh, Hogies and Pierogies is available wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Um, follow us on TikTok and Instagram for clips throughout the week. Usually post one the day it goes up and usually post one on Sunday. So just two clips. That's it. Not trying to overload your feed. So. Yeah. Alrighty guys. Start eating start eating your hoagies and pierogies. Oh munch 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 munch.